we give you permission. The only person you're not, um, we are not allowing you to disappoint this year is you. But just make sure you listen to yourself and, and make sure that you respond to that internal experience. Um, I would say that that's a really important part. And when you feel anxious or you feel stressed or you feel you know, overwhelmed, make sure that you listen to yourself and do something in response to that to make that managed differently. This podcast represents the opinions of our hosts and guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. This podcast also does not establish a standard of care, doctor-patient or client relationship. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. And because each person is so unique, all listeners are encouraged to connect with counseling and medical professionals for assistance with their personal journey. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect the privacy of those involved. Welcome to We're Not Fine. I'm Dr. Talia Jackson. And I'm Doug Jensen. We thank you for listening every week to our deep and thought-provoking conversations about relationships. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the We're Not Fine podcast. We are hello, doing hello. We are doing part two of managing yes. holiday stress. No mailbags this time, but rather just our kind of professional guidelines. That's right. Part two is the how to. We yep. had all those juicy mailbags and we just loved every minute of diving into yep. those real life situations. And today we are wanting to tell you common holiday stressors, how to deal how to bring the joy back into the holidays. And you'd think one episode would be enough, but the holidays seem to go on from October 31st until January 1st. Yeah. So there's a lot of holiday in there that we yep. need to address. But first, we promised you mom jeans. Do you remember that from last week? Did we even reference that? Maybe we did. We did. Yeah. Okay. Would you like to know more? I'd love to know about mom jeans. Well, I mentioned with the Vikings game that my dear friend Allie came into town from New York, and it's our tradition. She comes every fall for a Vikings game and treats us to these amazing seats. And this time, she always tells me these fashion things very lovingly. And sometimes she gives us some really challenging information that's hard to take about my fashion. Like there was one time I was wearing these camis and they matched my, it was like I had a cami, but it matched my bra. And she was like, oh, are you doing a look where your sports bra matches your bra? And I was like horrified. I'm like, I feel fashionly misunderstood, but I immediately changed that look. Well, this time she told me that my look was just fine and cute, like Midwest mom jean vibe. Oh no. And totally fine. But if I wanted to look like someone from this century, <laughs> I needed to get out of the mom jeans and into the tighter waist hip wide leg. And so that was from that moment forward, I was looking at everybody's butts and everybody's jeans. That's all I was noticing. And I'm happy to report that I'm no longer wearing the jeans with like the baggy-ish butt and then 
the taper ankle. That's not it's also like thinking. imply like a higher level. I remember Saturday night, like Saturday night yeah. with Tina Fey. <laughs> um, and like the jeans were really high up on the waist, um, which, you know, everybody has flattering ideas. But um, I also, by the way, you know, my theme has always been like, be honest with people. So it's delightful yeah. that your dear friend was able to say in as nice a way as possible, yeah. if you want to be from this decade and era, you might want to make right. some changes in how you're... <laughs> Great. And it was sort of like, you know, her voice would be a little higher pitched. Like, yeah, you look great. You look great. I love your style. Except I don't. Yeah. There's room for improvement yep. that if you want to look modern. So now Rob makes fun of me all the time of just like, oh, are those modern jeans or are they like elder jeans? I'm going to do that as well. So be prepared. Like that sweater. What decade is that from? <laughs> I know where your t-shirt came from, but yes, right. So my, as soon as I go remote, because of course this is part two during our quarantini episode, except we're not drinking a quarantini. We should yep. be, um, because my little one has COVID and I'm doing the responsible thing by not breathing on humans that I care about. And even those that I don't, but yeah, so basically this is what I do. I'm in pajamas. Yep. I put on lipstick and Oh, cashmere throw sweater that I look very modern. And the lipstick makes me look like I'm not in pajamas. Anyway. <laughs> Which, by the way, when I came on with this pullover, you said, do you have a robe on? No, this is not a robe. Yeah. This is a I feel like you're taking casual to the next level. Yeah, I don't know, Talia. I think I think there's a part of this that I love that your friend was honest. I also feel, honestly, I want to say, I feel like men and women have very different standards. Um, like, I, I just kind of have these classic jackets and whatnot, and I don't feel like I have to do a lot to stay current. Uh, maybe I'm obviously... Maybe you're wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And maybe you're... Maybe friend. Uh, Doug, if you want to be from this decade, yeah. you have to, like, taper your pants a little bit more and... And have a baggy butt. Maybe the old mom jean is the new gay street jean. Can I have your mom jeans and try it out? Like when you get rid of those, oh um, let me try them. And I don't think we're the same size, but I think we're close. I'm kidding. We're not. You know, one of the things people always comment on <laughs> for the podcast is that I look like a giant with a big arm given the <laughs> um, And you look like a tiny person. Which is so crazy because in real life, I'm taller than you. You are probably a hundred pounds bigger. You have much more I muscle am. and you're like six, four. And I'm like, I don't, that's a lot. Five, We're not three and a half. You. It's true. What we should start talking about is of course. Oh, yeah. And I wonder if you want to like start the conversation about like, the common stressors during this time of year. And, you know, in the last episode, everybody, we did kind of identify through the mailbags, kind of like what some people were experiencing with stress, family issues, not wanting to spend the money, um, you know, all of the pieces about the travel expenses and the travel and the hustle bustle. Yeah. Um, but we're going to reiterate some of that stuff for you all so that you have a really clear sense of what, you know, we oftentimes experience in our practice and what we talk to people about almost nonstop during this time of year. Right. It's what everybody's talking about. Yeah. And there are the people that really hate this time of year 
it's because of these stressors. Yep. And I also want to later go into all the reasons why people actually love this time of year. It's a good reminder for both. Yep. So here are the stressors. Money is like number one, right? People expect you to travel. People are expecting gifts. They're always like expectations and obligations about exchanging gifts or whose house do we go to? And even if you're doing something really low key, you're still decorating. You're still buying a lot of food and you're still probably doing the little gifts or so, like holidays no matter what are really expensive and that's really stressful for people it's something to always keep in mind i always wonder and we can get into this later if <clears throat> there are families that might consider just being like hey or like the what is it called i want to say secret santa is that what it is uh, what are you referring to? Where you get yeah, like one a, person? Yeah, like at a workplace, like people will draw names and there'll be a secret Santa where you give the gift to somebody. I don't think you even assign your name. I don't know. Maybe. I, I love it. It sounds so simple. Yeah. And it sounds cheaper. What if you did a secret Santa with each other, Talia? Like we would, Should. like you could draw my name and I could draw yours out of a hat. Like if you got your name, you put it back in until you get my name and then we'll be really That's surprised. so romantic. Yeah, we'll be really surprised. Um, are you going to give me another spam lay? You act as if it wasn't a lovely <laughs> gift from the spam museum in Austin, Minnesota, where my relatives are. All I ever wanted was a spam lay. Did you eat the spam that's inside of it? I didn't actually know it was edible. I thought it was a relic from like No, there's a, time a piece cap. of spam in there for a sandwich. Well, I know what you're getting for Christmas. A spam? I, I would love some spam. A spamage. A sp <laughs> That's a combination of spam and sandwich. A spam. That is. Okay, I got you. It's because we finish each other's sentences. You're supposed to say sandwiches. Oh. Duh. We don't finish each other's sandwiches, do we? We do finish each other's pizza. When we go to Whole Foods and we buy a piece of cheese, a slice of cheese. I think we were literally eating it at the same I got time. You like in real time. That is like, um, um, Can you do that? Again? Okay. Really? Um, are you going to do it with me? Nope. God, you really like set me up and leave me high and dry. Just like the whole Shazam thing. I'll, I've got my eye on you. Sleep with one eye open. That's all I have to say. Money. And then dealing with the family and the in-laws, we talked a lot about dealing with the family and the in-laws last time. So we might just breeze through because that we got a lot of good stuff on that in, in part one. Um, and also the kids and our own dysregulation and the chaos and the expectations of, you know, family traditions that start at the kids' bedtime or hyped up on sugar and screens and cousins and the nightmare of the joyful chaos. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, depending on where you live, I feel like maybe this is not an LA problem, but it's definitely a Minnesota problem is seasonal affective disorder. <clears throat> As you know, we're in Minnesota. It literally sun is setting at like 4.30 and five, and it feels like midnight by 5.15. And it just makes people really tired 
it's not maybe not everybody, but just like tired and unmotivated and, and sad. Well, and I want to comment on that, you know, um, and it's also colder. I mean, the temperature gets a little bit colder, which as everybody knows who watches the podcast regularly, I thrive on the fall weather. The 60s, 70s are really my zone where I do the best emotionally. Um, I don't do well in the heat. So I will also tell you, though, that, you know, my uh, older daughter lives in uh, L.A. and has maybe a different experience even of the holidays because they are used to a white Christmas and they're used to the holiday, uh, the winter and the snow and all of the things that come with that and the white Christmas, right? Even though we sometimes don't have them even here in uh, the, the Midwest. I will say that, you know, they come home for the holiday and I think enjoy that, but then get to go back to that moderate weather. But that that heat all year round, my younger did not like at all. So moved to Chicago. Oh my God, did not tolerate it. And also played hockey, right? So just has in their kind of system like to have those changes of season. So moved to Chicago to get some of that colder weather again, which, you know, the lake is such a fascinating piece of the Windy City. Um, so it's a little bit different climate there too from where I've experienced what I've experienced. But you know, it's interesting. I also want to say about seasonal affect. So I do have the opposite. I have some depressiveness that comes over me and some low energy and low motivation during the summer months. I just do not do well with heat. So like I've been, I've been I am yeah. different. I'm a Mediterranean yeah. person. I can't get enough. I'm like a lizard on a rock soaking it up. Oftentimes with people ask me, describe Talia. I say she's like a lizard on a rock. With a margarita. An iguana. Yep. I am, I'm iguana-licious. Yeah. Um, and I will say fall was absolutely magical this year. And still, we still don't have snow. Um, it's crazy. I'm loving yep. this weather. And winter is really depressing for me. It's so dark and so cold. And you know what? Hot cocoa and fires and puzzles only get you so far. Oh, I don't know. They get me really far. Although I have noticed, by the way, as I've gotten older, I will say, and I've talked to uh, my friend who can prescribe medication, um, I have found myself <laughs> in uh, late January kind of feeling some down mood. So I'm, I admit to some yeah. seasonal affect that as I've grown older has been more prevalent. And I just, you know, I want to say yeah. on that, not to get too far into, uh, you know, strategies, et cetera, but pay attention to that, folks. Um, I think we kind of try to dismiss some of our mood. We try to diminish some of those symptoms that show up for us, but pay attention to those. And please talk to your doctor or physician or medical provider or, uh, you know, nurse. Yes. Talk talk about those and things with those people. Yeah. Have you ever heard of these full spectrum happy lights? They actually really do help. Are you going to show me yours? <gasps> show me yours and I'll show you mine. Mine is actually attached to something I can't. Is that why you are so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed? Wait a second, it's off. <laughs> I know, I don't even know how to turn it on. <laughs> oh, wow. You know what, friends, if you do have one, you should learn how to turn it on first. <laughs> <laughs> and our last two stressors that really come up often, I mean, it's also election season, which no matter what side of this election you're on, it's stressful. Yep. You got to admit. And also, regardless of your religious beliefs, there are a lot of holidays, a lot of holidays right now. Everyone is in the holiday hustle and bustle, even if your holidays look different from each other, because they're all at the same time. There is sort of this expectation of everything being like big and commercial. And that's really stressful. 
for most. Yeah. You know, what do you think? Doug? Well, I think all those things. I think that was a really nice summary of kind of, you know, all the things that oftentimes are general stressors that people experience. And I just want to want to, before we go into some strategies on how to manage that, I want to specifically talk about like what I've noticed in our work over the course of time and feel free to add to this. I find that either people kind of just decide to plow through. This is what I have to do. I know how it's going to be. Um, and so I just have to like buck up and get through it and spend all this money, go into debt, ring up my credit cards, all that sort of thing. Please don't think you need to do that. And we're going to talk about managing that a little bit differently in a, in a bit, but don't go into situations that make you feel bad after. So oftentimes what I think some of the aftermath of the holidays is, is this letdown like, oh shit, now I have a $10,000 credit card bill. Um, I spent too much on people. I, I bought expensive things that I could not afford necessarily that weren't in my budget, which we'll get to the budget part. Um, but I really think it's very easy. And you and I have talked about this. So I think with all of those things that you referenced, it's really easy to lose perspective. And I always encourage people, you know, and we're going to talk about managing this as well, but make sure that you keep in touch with yourself and you listen to yourself, especially during this time. So you don't lose that perspective and you don't kind of go off the deep end. But my biggest concern, honestly, is kind of the physical and emotional ramifications and manifestations of that stress. I mean, cortisol, mm -hmm. adrenaline, you know, cortisol can affect so many things. It can affect mood, libido, weight gain. Um, it can be uh, a skin, skin issues, difficulty sleeping. I mean, we have so many different things. This is also a time that we drink a little bit more. And so I think because of New Year and, and champagne and the expectation on that, um, there's a lot of people who kind of drink themselves into oblivion on the holidays. And also the stress and people are self-medicating. Yeah, for sure. So I really think that's a big piece. So those common reactions feel really important to identify. And it's really easy to just assume, okay, the holidays, this is what this means. I'm sure you experience this in your practice as well, Talia, but it's like so many people will say, that this was so difficult. I'm not looking forward to it. It's a lot of running around. I have so much meal prep to do. Um, you know, even Thanksgiving yes. for people who do the cooking, it's like, it's so much work. Is it really worth it? There's these leftovers, whatever. Um, I, you know, I think Thanksgiving is such a beautiful time because we don't have gift exchanges during those holidays generally for people. And it's not religious yeah. for the most part. I mean, if we think about like the indigenous yeah. piece, That's right. it's easy to feel yeah. really disgusted. Yeah with the whole holiday yeah. and I absolutely respect people yeah. that have rejected it entirely. And I think it also brings it back to like every single holiday is either a nightmare yeah. of yeah. judgment, expectation, disappointment, the hullabaloo, or we can remember what the purpose of it all is, which is supposed to be family togetherness yeah. and yeah. creating traditions that actually feel good. Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 you know, it's interesting too. the word indulging came up uh, for me as well. Like, you know, the tendency to overindulge or the tendency to overeat or the tendency to overdrink. Um, I really think there's a tendency when you're in these circumstances and it's a time that a lot of people will kind of just hang out, watch football, et cetera, um, or whatever ritual that people do, watch a movie. The reality is I think it's really easy to just keep eating or keep drinking or whatnot and monitor yourself and what feels good. It's not fun to overeat, but you know, we talk about Thanksgiving as having a feast, right? So uh, while there's something really beautiful about making sure that you are satisfied, don't oversatisfy yourself. It just doesn't feel. Well, and maybe, maybe the beautiful part of the feast that we need to get back in touch yeah. with is 
that there's something really beautiful about, and it's cross-cultural, about creating a beautiful meal and sharing a beautiful meal together. And that maybe the feast, that loud noise was Romeo Pug trying to get in. Sorry about that. Um, and that the feast, maybe we think about it as being really intentional and mindful of savoring and connecting rather than stuffing your face to get the day over sooner or whatever that's about. No, I agree with that. You know, it's interesting as we were talking, I realized that uh, one of my buddies is making a turducken. Um, which I've never had is inside of, I think inside of Turkey. I'm not even sure what that is. Um, That's the next level. Well, it's next level. You know, he's talking about like having to stay up all night to cook it. And I'm like, why is that? And he goes, because there'll be a grease fire if I don't. I'm like. I don't love anyone that much. That is the next level love. That yeah. is like a love language. Yeah, he, yeah, he loves yeah. That's That's what I'm going to frame that as. Um He's also really good at cooking. So I have zero doubt that it's going to be amazing. Um, so let's go into like how to manage all of this. And you know, what's interesting is Talia, I found myself joking uh, in my, w laughing in my head, I should say about planning ahead. Like I want to say plan ahead, like be very thoughtful about like what you're going to do, what you really want this to be. And so I, I think that imagination of what it is that you want this to be and what you want your Thanksgiving to be or any holiday that you celebrate after that, like, what do you want it to look like? What will replenish you? What will give you joy and satisfaction? You know, one of the ways, and you've joked about this in the past, um, my kids know that around September, make sure to give me and their mom a list of oh things God. that they want for the holidays so that we can, if they're, uh, uh, my, my children sometimes order things that are from uh, Japan or Korea. And so um, I find myself really benefiting from having a little bit of time uh, to, to get those things ordered because it takes time to get them. So that plan is ahead. I feel like you are a public service announcement <laughs> to all of us that have ADHD and trouble with executive functioning yeah. and planning. Yeah. Um, you guys, listen to what he's saying. <laughs> There's still time. Do it today. Don't be like me. Don't be like me. Be like Doug. Be like me in every other way because I'm way more fun. So here's what's, I'm, really, okay, I'm sorry, did you just say you were may, way more fun? Yeah, I'm literally way more fun. I'd like people to write in on what they think. <laughs> I'm kidding. Who's funnier? <laughs> who's funnier? Who has a better butt in their jeans? Who's saggy butt and who's a modern butt? We're going to have competitions. And there's going to be a winner and a loser because that's what the holidays are about. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to my co-host at all about her i'm i'm just joshing friends simplify simplify the holidays you don't have to invite the most annoying people in your family it's okay to be slightly disappointing and to have the family gathering in the tradition that feels good to you you know here's the deal though i I don't think you should worry about disappointing other people. If you're t so I don't love the word in this conversation because you know it's not about other people. It's about ourselves and we have to take care of ourselves. So really boundaries are what you're talking about, right? Like we want to make sure yeah. that we have boundaries and we can say no and we can create the situations and we can not invite people out of obligation to our events. 
So there's so many different pieces of this puzzle, but boy, during this holiday season and the holiday season, again, as you talked about, when you talked about the stressors, it just goes on and on and on. Like we're preparing for Thanksgiving then we're doing the holidays and whatever way we decide to, to experience those into the new year. So there's a part of this that really it's about setting boundaries and it's about saying no and it's about deciding like and listening to your body and saying, you know, I'm doing too much. I'm exhausted. I don't want to continue this process necessarily. So being able to say no, choosing how you spend time. You know, if you go back to our previous episode that this is really a, a follow up to, the reality is there were people struggling with like the sense of obligation and that I have to do this despite having physical like ramifications of that in a negative way. So those boundaries become really important. Um, Doug, what I love about what you're saying and I reiterate and highlight is we are giving you permission to actually start creating the holidays that feel good to you. If that means an elderly cat and ice cream or a straggler's friends giving yeah. or opting out or staying in an Airbnb yeah. and just hopping in for dinner, yeah. we give you permission. The only person you're not, um, we are not allowing you to disappoint this year is you. That's a really nice ending to that. We don't want to disappoint ourselves. And that's why those boundaries are important and deciding, you know, I want to go specifically, like if you have decided, and one of the mailbags that we discussed last time kind of addressed this, like, I want to see some people at the family event, but I don't want to see others. You know, we've talked a lot about, you know, how to make sure that you have an anticipation and I'm someone who believes in scripts. So please be prepared. If you know that you're going to get into politics or lifestyle or, whatever sort of conversations with people that you are uh, at odds with, which feels regretfully so much more common in our culture than it ever has been before, which is kind of why we came up with the name of our podcast, right? Like this culture that we live in right now is very troubled. The world that we live in is very troubled for a lot of different reasons and people are not generally feeling fine. And so, you know, really identifying, like if you are going to be in environments that actually cause you strain or that, you know, there's going to be some conflict with people, be prepared to say, so I'm not, I'm not going to talk to you about this. Let's enjoy the holiday together. If that person persists, you know, making sure that you continue to establish that boundary and you might need to just leave that environment. I cannot believe, by the way, the audacity of, you know, when I have clients who are telling me about their family stories, the audacity of people who just keep grinding in their, you know, negative talk about things or just demand on having those conversations when they know that the other person is on the opposite side of that coin. Like I'm not going to be in a conversation at a table where people say gay is a, a you know, a wrong thing and you're just a really abnormal, unnatural person. Absolutely fucking not. I'm not having that conversation anymore. I'm going to stop that really quickly because that's a bigoted point of view. It's really small minded as well. I could go on and on and on. Um, you know, so we're just I also like in some ways, I feel really lucky that I have the world's smallest family here in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, I miss my family in Israel so incredibly much, but we don't really do the holidays together. Yeah. It's just my mom. Yeah. And Rob has a brother, but they're not local and they have their own family stuff that they do. Yeah. But I can't even imagine a scenario, which is most people's scenarios where you and also you guys know I'm a seven in the Enneagram, which means that I would rather gnaw off my own arm than feel trapped in misery and discomfort. Absolute nightmare. And that's where I feel like if you can't afford 
an Airbnb next door, which is most people, or if you don't have anywhere to escape during these miserable moments and you can't just get up and leave, that's what bathrooms are made for. That's what like guest bathrooms are made for. Get in your car. Turn not turn it on. Not in. Yeah, drive. Drive. Get something at a store for a very very long time. And buy yourself a pie and go home and enjoy it. Or a big thing of whipped cream. You can't go home. Spray the bottle. You're trapped. What if you're trapped? No one's trapped. I don't believe in trapped. You you. You're trapped you're if your spouse is staying. You, you and text you your spouse and you say, run out. I'll have the car. Just run in the car as I'm driving by. I'm not even going to stop. At 30. Yes. At there you 55. go. We solved an unsolvable problem. <laughs> I was worried you would be trapped in the bathroom all night. But no, we're talking getaway car and excuses. I can't believe me. I can give you 30 violently ill because of a turducken. I don't know. Hit me up if you need Doug has I hate excuses. excuses. I believe in honesty. I believe in getting out of situations that feel horrible to you. By lying. In whichever way you need to. Yeah, I'm not a supporter. By whatever. It's like, who are these By the way, of course, this is where the beauty of you and I coming from different perspectives, where you believe in lying to people and I don't. <laughs> where you believe in offending people and I believe in keeping the peace, but then disappearing. Do you hear if Julia? people are offended by the truth, the you know what I think of that. Um, Doug, do you want to talk about budget? No. Um, I th- <laughs> um, outside of saying, I guess I could, I could certainly talk about it. Like plan ahead, like decide how much money you really have to spend, whether that's $200 or whether that's $50 or whether that's $2,000 or whatever it is, um, you know, stick to your budget because it doesn't feel good afterwards, as everybody knows. Like there's kind of remorse and while we're impulsive and we're in the moment and we want that gift for that person, it's not worth it in the long run. Like just don't do it. Doug, I have a quick Chris, Christmas yeah, question have for you. Do you have any opinions about yes. a coupon book of hugs, kisses, and experiences? Okay. <laughs> Doug just disappeared into his neon green hoodie. No one can see you. No one sees you, Doug. You're, you've disappeared. I'm not on the screen, right? No, uh-uh. No okay. one can see you. So here's what I think about that. If I got that from my kids, I'd be like, this is the most beautiful gift I've ever gotten. Even if your kids are in their thirties, how about forties? How can I get away? In fact, you know, what's so funny is I'm going to see my older daughter soon. And I told her, all I want to do is probably just hold your hand and hug you the whole time because I miss her so much. And of course she would be horribly (laughs) not into her dad doing that. Um, So, Oh my God, that is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. And it just like, I was just talking with my eldest about this the other day about there's something really tragic about the the adoration, obsession and love that flows downstream from healthy parent to healthy child, right? It's like, you can assume if your parents are healthy, they love you so much. 
all they want to do is look at you and gaze into your eyes and sniff you and hold you. And I did tell her that, by the way, yesterday on the phone at, at the end of the night. And I, you know, did she um, say she, I don't remember how she responded because I remember being prepared for like a negative. Um, and I, I'm not, it doesn't feel personal. I'll be honest. I just don't. No, because it doesn't go upstream. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, my mom had me go, see, had me go to this um, opera because she loves opera more than anything in the world. But I the opera was not an actual opera. You, yes, you love opera? I do. My daughter, by the way, my child who went to NYU took me to the most amazing opera at Lincoln Center the first time. And I just stared. Like I was so in awe of the whole experience. So I got like this grand experience in Lincoln Center to watch my first opera and I, I will never forget it. So I really should go more often. Well, I love that. She needs an opera partner. I have a confession to make. My mom said that holding my hand and looking at me was the best part of the three and a half hour oh, opera. Yeah. And it was so sweet and so heartwarming. And just, I think about the same thing when I'm with my boys and how that feels like when I'm driving them and I have my hand in their hand or snuggling and watching Modern Family. And I'm like, <gasps> it is, it's like Tina Fey talks about the office crush is like, you're obsessed with your kids yeah. in this way. There's just yeah. something there. I don't know. So back to managing stress and on that very topic, that's a beautiful face, by the way. I'd like you to keep it. Yeah, that that one. Um, what I think about this, I realize not everybody watches the YouTube so they can't see that, you know, beautiful smile of yours that's very organic and natural. Uh, yeah, they will know. know. Um, so part of this, though, is exactly what you might have just said. So I want to piggyback off. Listen to yourself, right? So again, managing the holidays, be sure to listen to yourself as you're in the environment, as you're sitting at the Thanksgiving table, as you're sitting, you know, and, and this goes for the second holidays or the uh, third holidays that you uh, decide to indulge in as well during this time of year. But just make sure you listen to yourself and, and make sure that you respond to that internal experience. Um, I would say that that's a really important part. And when you feel anxious or you feel stressed or you feel, you know, overwhelmed, make sure that you listen to yourself and do something in response to that to make that managed differently. Um, I want to go just generally, I always, always, always say this, and then anything you can add to this about managing, right? Like eat, sleep, exercise. I've said this a million times on this podcast. It's important to eat well. It's important to get some good sleep. Sleep is critical during this time of year. It's critical anytime, but you know, and, and you uh, have talked about your sleep disturbance, Talia, recently, and, and it's really just deadly to our ability to function and, and, um, and think and really do our best in our world as parents and as siblings and as friends and as parents. So I think making, and, and professionals as we are sometimes, um, not today, but I think there's a part of that. Yeah. And then, you know, the exercise piece, and there's so many different ways of doing this. I know a lot of people who take walks and we're so fortunate to have this really lovely weather uh, in the Midwest right now where it's like sixties um, and it's, you know, late uh, upper fifties. It's really a beautiful time of year to kind of get out and make sure that you are getting a walk or you're lifting or whatnot. I actually did some lifts, uh, some bicep curls before this uh, particular podcast. So. Ooh, I'm um, impressed. It's easy. I walk in my basement and I do some bicep curls, uh, which always helps. Because, yeah. So, yeah, for sure. I agree with what you said. And I love the idea of 
it figuring out how much of this stress that happens in the holiday yeah. is our responsibility to manage what could we be doing better to take better care of ourselves so that we're not maybe as overwhelmed res resentful feeling obligated and irritated yeah. and how much of it is not ours and how, what we want to do right. about that are there opportunities to recreate tradition pick and choose really study the parts that feel like they're full of dread and obligation and the parts that are like I actually, all I really want to do is this, like, I want to make cookies and eat sushi. I had a couple that um, they were amazing, amazing cooks. They created this big elaborate yeah. Thanksgiving, but the best part of Thanksgiving for them was the day before yeah. Thanksgiving. They were in their pajamas. They ordered sushi and they did all of the cooking prep, listening to music. And then it was literally, the, the sentiment was, who cares about Thanksgiving? This is our favorite tradition. Everyone in pajamas, eating sushi, creating this beautiful yeah. meal. And I always that's think really about beautiful. that. And that's what I feel like the tradition yeah, should be. I agree. Be. I love all of that. I, I really, yeah, that. I, love, I love that story. Like, I, because the other part of that is it doesn't have to be the same meal. It doesn't have to be a traditional Thanksgiving feast of turkey or turducken in my case this year. I've never had one. Um, I hear there. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I look forward to trying it. Turducken, keep on <laughs> Well, that's clever. Yeah, You're I welcome. love that. I think we need t-shirts. Well, is there anything else you have to say about this? No. Well, yes, Subject? I do. I want to say to all of our viewers, we are so grateful. Um, you know, Thanksgiving is a time of giving thanks. And I really think we should do that every day. But I am incredibly thankful for where we are. We have received the most amazing feedback from people. Um, we have received such support and we have such excitement about moving forward with the We're Not Fine family that we've created. I'm grateful to our team. So I publicly wanna say thank you to all of the members of our team, Alex, John, Jeff, Supak. I'm so glad you've come on board as a- I don't forget about Jamie. Jamie is a part of the team too. Yeah, so Jamie, Rob, Rob Josh, all of the external people who are a part of this process who have helped us out. Um, thank you to all of our guests who have so graciously been a part of our process. I do want to say thank you to all of you. I'm very grateful. Um, I feel like sometimes the luckiest person on the planet to have my friends. And this podcast experience um, has been amazing with you, my dear. Um, I love you so much. I am so grateful after yeah, many times of asking you to do this with me that you agreed to do it. So this is so beautiful and yes our date where you invited me to become your pod over sushi by I the said way no yeah. over sushi and cocktails and i was like oh i get a sweat mustache every time i think about talking in yep. front of people um oh my god look at this gratitude i am like rolling around in it i love you so much and we wouldn't be able to <laughs> I mean, like the magic that we have together, I think is really special. And I feel like we're modeling a very special kind of relationship yep. and we have to work at it. We're, this is real. We don't, this is not fake. We are working yep. and we are loving and we're navigating and we're negotiating and we process all the time. Um, I'm helping Doug become a better version of me 
Just kidding, guys. That's like the opposite of my whole. I just thought it was funny. It landed flat. Is anyone laughing? Um, I'm laughing? I am also incredibly grateful to our beautiful team. I love our podcast. I love our people. I love the direction. I cannot wait for you guys to come along on this journey. All of the twists and turns, it's going to be amazing. And if you got value out of today, please like and subscribe. You can follow us on YouTube. It's We're Not Fine. Um, we're actually funnier 3D maybe than 2D. I don't, I don't know, either. know. I think that's a preference. We'd like to know. Um, socials. DR Talia Jackson. Douglas L. Jensen with an EN. We're Not Fine Pod. Follow us. Tune in. You know, we have wearenotfine.com where you can subscribe and give us your email and we'll be updating you on all of the events related to WNF. Um, I like using that acronym these days um, for We're Not Fine. That's what that stands for. Um, and then I also suggest that anyone who has any questions for us about relationships, about mental health, about managing life, at this very complex time in history, please go to we'renotfine.com, submit your questions to us on that site, um, and, and we would be delighted to hear from you. Please, around. We live yeah. for the mailbags. Live yeah. for them. It's our jam. It's our that is correct. Okay, you say. Are you gonna, are you gonna cue me thing. to say, we're not fine, but. But. At least after this public service announcement, you can now go out there and get a tight butt, wide leg, modern jean. And not or, your mom jean. Talking to you, Doug. <laughs> Say, or if you like mom jeans and they feel more comfortable, just do you. Fair. I can't I argue with that. Maybe I'll wear my mom jeans in private oh, and modern like jeans in public. I could go on and on about that. We love you guys. Happy holidays. Love you all. Thank you so much. Happy holidays.